Welcome to Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission, our weekly podcast to equip home buyers and sellers with the knowledge and wisdom needed to navigate the evolving, often challenging real estate landscape and to share our thoughts on the importance of why we give back from every single transaction we close to the community where we live. Hi, I'm Diane Davidson. I've been in the real estate business for over 40 years. I'm Bill Weidecker, and for me, it's 37 years in the business. And together, we've helped thousands of people just like you to buy and sell real estate. You, the economy, and the community benefit from making knowledgeable real estate decisions. We are here to help, and thanks for trusting us to be your guides. Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission is presented by the Fine Homes Group International, serving clients in New Hampshire and the greater Boston area. Now, here's Bill and Diane. All right, welcome everyone to Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission. I'm Dave Long, back after a week off. Bill Weidecker and Diane Davidson, we're off on vacation. Diane actually might still be there, but Bill is here. <laughs> so, Bill, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. Vacation good? Good, good day, yes. yes. Good. good to be away and, and just as good to be back. But uh, you didn't leave Diane there? She's off on another mission? No, she's actually uh, on assignment. She's working with a client today um, who needs her help. Okay, and we are going to, as we promised the last show that we did, we kind of did a rundown of all the different uh, professionals that you work with that are part of the sale. Uh, As promised today, we're going to get into one specific thing with more detail, why it's important and how it works, and that is uh, home inspection, correct? Yes, uh, Dave. Um, You know, it's interesting because when you look at the list of all of the allied resources that we talked about from a couple of weeks ago, uh, the home inspection process is one that is really, really important, and I'm thrilled to have Joe Griffin, who's the owner of Tri-State Home Inspections, here with us today. We use Joe regularly. Uh, you know, he won't tell you this, but I will. He's the uh, he's the also the chairman of the licensing board for the entire state of New Hampshire for home inspection inspectors, and uh, he brings just a wealth of knowledge and makes us look good in our business and actually protects uh, clients along the way. So, Joe, let's just sort of get right into it. Um, Give us a little history of, first of all, about you and how you got into the business, and then uh, tell us a little bit about the the, the history of the home inspection business. Because when I started in 1983, Home inspections were not part of the normal process for residential real estate, and they certainly are today. So tell us about, uh, give us your biography a little bit. Okay, yeah. thanks, uh, Bill and Dave. Um, thanks for uh, the invite uh, this morning. Um, yeah, again, my name is Joe Griffin, and uh, we've, uh, my wife and I and my oldest son, Bryce, uh, are uh, running uh, Tri-State Home Inspections. We've been owning that since 1988. Uh, we've performed, uh, myself individually, have performed over 20,000 inspections. My oldest son, Bryce, is steadily catching up there. Um, prior to that, my wife and I owned uh, a home restoration business, and we would buy two or three homes a year, mainly colonials, Victorians, a lot of older homes, uh, fully restore them and then resell them. Uh, when the opportunity came along in the year 2000, um, for uh, the chance to take ownership of this company, which had been in business since 1988. We jumped at the chance. We were getting older, wanted to get out of the construction business and use our knowledge of homes from the inside out to to aid clients in uh, their ability to purchase a home 
and make the right decision uh, for as far as safety, security, integrity of the home. So we felt that we knew homes from the inside out, and most of your home inspectors uh, at the time um, were not from the contracting business. Uh, they were coming out of school, and they didn't really have a, a good knowledge, working knowledge of the interior of the home. They would look at it strictly from an exterior basis. So that was not extremely helpful to a lot of the clients. So we bring a little bit more expertise as far as the entire construction uh, from, from basement to, to attic. Uh, we would do it all. And uh, so we felt we could really, really help uh, in, in, with clients with home inspections rather than construction. And again, we're getting older, so it was time to move on into a different field. So we've been doing that. Uh, and we've performed thousands of inspections. Typically, we work for buyers uh, who are looking to, to buy maybe their first home or maybe it's their second or third home, um, but we specialize in a lot of the, the older homes as well uh, because of our experience with our, uh, reconstruction and renovation. So that's kind of uh, our background. And before that, prior to that, I was actually a, a vet, Air Force vet, uh, and, and I was actually an aircraft inspector on C-141s and cargo aircraft and so forth. So I brought my inspection uh, capabilities from aircraft to construction, and uh, it was kind of a seamless fit for me. Um, and uh, my wife is very, very good with construction. She can swing a hammer with the best of them. And <laughs> my my oldest son Bryce is uh, a former builder, uh, roofer, sire. So he uh, he knows buildings from the inside out as well. So that's that's where our experience comes from. Well, I know I trust you more now that you were inspecting airplanes, which have to <laughs> land and take off. So, yeah. but uh, um, anyway, that was my thought. <laughs> Uh, okay, so sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, the interesting part of the process really is uh, what goes on behind the scenes during a home inspection. So, um, give me what you what you hope um, is a, is a perfect scenario when you do a home inspection. In other words. Do you need any setup? Do we need to tell our clients anything, or do you just kind of take over when uh, when you start the process? How does that, how does it work? Pretend well, I've never done one of these, and I, this is my first time. What what would you be telling me um, as a potential buyer or as potential seller when you're doing a home inspection? Uh, well, that's a great question. I, uh, in fact, I have on on my website askinspectorjoe.com. I have the uh, Inspector Joe's top ten. Uh, tips for especially for first-time home buyers, um, so that that's a really a, a good source of information. But I think uh, to answer your question, I would I would tell a buyer um, that try not to get too emotionally attached to the home when they're going out into the field and looking at homes for the first uh, time. And the reason for that is that pretty much anything can happen during that process. I mean, the, the home inspection could go really sideways uh, when, when we get to that point, or lending or anything can happen. So try to try to be as, as objective as you can when you're looking at the home for the first one, first or second time. And also try to bring um, somebody that, if you're a first-time home buyer, try to bring somebody in your family, father, mother, uncle, aunt, whatever, uh, somebody that's owned maybe one or two homes uh, prior along with you because as a first-time home buyer, you may be more akin to looking at uh, where your pool table may go or your toolboxes or your couches and, and, and whereas your, your, fa- your mom or your dad or your aunt or your uncle may be looking more pragmatically at things that really matter such as you know, siding rot, <laughs> um, you know, uh, the lay of the land as far as grading is concerned, whether the basement has been wet or not. So they, they may be able to spot those things having had that prior experience. So I think 
if you're going out on showings, bringing uh, somebody along, don't bring the entire family, obviously, but maybe bring somebody along that you know has a yeah. more of a trained eye. Yeah, and that's hard to bring the entire family in in, in this day and age, right? Correct. Now, yes. I, I would also say, you know, the what we tell people with when they want to bring along a family member is look. Don't put the pressure on the family member to look at the sole finalist. Make sure that they come along for the entire journey because that way they get a chance to see what you see in context as a buyer, right? Because, you know, uh, if I have to look at one house and I have nothing to judge it against and I'm somebody's father, I might go, wow, is this the best that you can do in this price range? I have no idea because I haven't seen everything else. But if I've looked at all the others, I go... Wow, this okay compared to everything else we've looked at. I like what I'm seeing here, because in this inventory type market, it is important. I, ha- I like your idea is bring along an objective third party, um, but just make sure that they're there all the time with you, so they see what you see. Um, and you also let me interject one thing. And you also have to be willing to listen to that third objective third party if they tell you something that you're not you don't want to both hear. ways. Because I've seen people say, you should buy this house and you should buy it right now. And maybe you shouldn't. And then I've seen other things where people say, you shouldn't buy this house and maybe you should. Um, Ultimately, it's your own decision. But I do believe that home inspections, um, they uncover things. You know, we make our judgments based on what we can see. Home inspectors are there to help us make our judgments based on what we can't see and they can. So... um, how long does it, t- you know, if you take an average house and you say the average house is a couple of thousand square feet, um, how long does the average home inspection take with when you're being accompanied by the buyer uh, and you're going through the process? And what actually do you do? Can I ask one question before yeah. that? When you walk in the door, what is your mission? Um, well, actually, Dave, before I even walk in the door, I, I park uh, and I basically survey the, the property from the street and I look at a bunch of different things, look at the houses next door, look for different things like does the house next door have a radon air system, what what kind of grading does the house next door have in comparison to, to, to the house that these people may be purchasing. Or, you know, is the neighbor's water running off of, of, of the adjoining houses, the abutting houses onto their property? So you, you, you basically start from the street and then, um, you know, and actually the, the walk around is the first part, the exterior, and then we get into the interior. And I work top down. I'll work top down from the exterior and then on the interior we work from the attic to the basement. So I have a certain MO that I follow. Every home inspector has a different MO that they, that they might start from the bottom and work their way to the top. They might do inside first and then outside. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that we look at. A lot of things on the outside have more to do with the inside of the house than anything else. And, and, and water being number one. Water is the biggest Achilles heel and enemy of any particular home. So water remediation is key. And just to go back to Bill's point um, about bringing somebody along that has maybe a little bit keener eye as, as, to, as to looking at the house and maybe not so emotionally attached to to, um, to any particular room or porch or whatever on the home that maybe the hook that people want to really buy the home for um, is definitely go through the whole process. Look at all of the homes with the particular client just so that there's a frame of reference because just because one home may have an Achilles heel, uh, it may be able to be overcome compared to something that they looked at the previous week. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. But it's just nice to have an experienced eye that's maybe possibly looking for other things other than the emotional things that people get caught up in when they're buying a home. Yeah, I've seen uh, you on inspections where you say, look, I, you know, I, 
I've actually seen you say, hey, I think you've got some issues to address here, but they're all addressable. And here's what, you know, here are the, and I've also been on home inspections where we go, this is a major issue. We've got a major problem. For instance, um, termites. You know, you know, uh, if you find termites, um, you can, and there's no damage, it's still a major issue. It's got to be, de- it's got to be dealt with. It isn't like, hey, maybe one day you put this on your checklist and you get to it one day in the next four or five years. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like fixing a roof on a shed. It's like you, you're going to want to deal with this. Um, Joe, give us. Uh, Give us a, a little bit of a takedown, and when you say you start at the top and work your way to the bottom, and you start uh, that outside and then inside, and in both cases top to bottom, um, why is that? Why why do you pick that? Why is that your mo? Well, but I think if I started from the inside of the home um, and I started to see some things, it, it might be a little bit harder to explain to the client why these things were, why it happened, why it occurred. And the client is the buyer, The buyer, correct? right. Okay. Yeah. And it can also be a, a seller that may be doing a pre-listing, maybe considering putting their home on the market as well. But, you know, I would say 95% of our business is with buyers and, and not sellers. I wish more people did pre-listing inspections. Maybe that's a topic we'll get into later on. Um, but yeah, so I, I start from the outside, top down, and that, you know, from the chimney right down to the, to the foundation. And uh, also, you know, even leading into the home, I, I look at the curbing, uh, any particular trees that may be close to the home, the driveway, the condition of that. But then we start to focus on the home, the chimney, flashings, roofing, skylights, uh, siding, windows, doors, decks, porches. Uh, and again, grading is a huge, huge factor in any home. If, if you don't have the proper grading on the home, if you're at the bottom of the hill and everybody's water is coming down to you, then chances are you're going to have an unhappy experience. Your basement's going to be chronically wet. So you really preferably want to be higher than everybody else or at least on the same plane as everybody else. So that's that's one of the bigger keys. But, uh, yeah, and then on the inside, we'll do the same thing. Attic, we're going to be looking for signs of leakage, insulation, ventilation, critters, as far as squirrels, mice, bats, things like that that tend to uh, gravitate towards the attic. Uh, then from there, we... Uh, generally two-story home we're going to start on on the second level and go room to room windows outlets switches fans lights uh, bathrooms plumbing pressure uh, volume drainage leakage etc looking for obviously uh, mold and mildew um, in in any general area from leakage possibly from above and i guess the most important part of the home inspection really gravitates towards the basement and that's where your mechanical systems are uh, we're going to cover the heating system. We're going to operate that. We're going to operate any central air conditioning systems that may be in the home. We're going to obviously uh, run the hot water heater. We're going to tell you the age condition of, of, of said items. Um, and then your electrical panel, we're, uh, we're going to go into and, uh, and, and check that as well. So uh, just make sure you have enough electricity to run the home safely. And then also that uh, you have the, uh, enough safe wiring within the panel to make sure there's no improper connections. And basically, the big thing with a basement is to look for signs of water damage, mold, things like that. So um, the the basement is generally where we're going to spend most of our time during the home inspection because there's a lot more to cover down there. Sure. Right. I want to uh, take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to ask you, A, about maybe that pre, pre ins- uh, pre-sale inspection that you were talking about. Uh, but we'll, and, then, and then get into other elements that are involved in this. But we're going to take a quick break uh, for a message from Diane, and we'll be back in 20 seconds. 
As a reminder, our podcast, Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission, refers to our FHG Gives Back Scholarship Fund. For every transaction closed by a Fine Homes Group team member, we proudly donate $100 to support our youth in pursuit of education. In coming podcasts, we'll be chatting with recipients to hear their stories. Okay, we're back. And uh, that was a short quip, shorter than it seemed like. It didn't seem like 20 seconds, did it? No, it was good. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you get, we were talking about, um, or let me ask you this, are there problems that are common, if you are um, more common than others? Let me, let me jump in, because and, okay. and, your question's kind of tied into the question I would ask. What things are the same as they were 20 years ago when you took over the business, and what things are different? than they were 20 years ago. In other words, are there things that are new that uh, have cropped up into the home inspection world? So what are, what are the common themes that still run, ring true today, and then what are, the, what are the things that are different in today's home inspection? Well, uh, by and large, the actual inspection process kind of remains the same as far as what we're looking for. Um, the ability to detect things um, from a more scientific standpoint is obviously developed. We have infrared thermometers, things that we didn't have you know, before. We had moisture meters today, which we never had before. So it gives us the ability, infrared cameras, it gives us more of an ability to really completely analyze a structure versus just guessing you know, 20 or 30 years ago as to what the particular uh, cause of an issue was. But now we can maybe pinpoint it a little bit more. And that actually helps the seller. As when I started, you know, 25 years ago, it was Polaroid cameras, written reports, uh, and it was he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not have the um, obviously the software reporting uh, features that we have with you know beautiful full color digital photos, which basically eliminates the he said, she said thing. The problem is here. There's no denying it, uh, and you know hopefully we can tell the seller what the cause is. In some cases, a contractor is going to have to come in and maybe start doing some invasive surgery on the home to kind of determine the actual cause and extent of the damage. We obviously are not allowed to to do any harm to the home with strictly a visual inspection. We're not allowed to pry anything off with a pry bar or a hammer, so we have to refer that to the next level to a contractor to come in prior to closing, obviously, to figure out what the extent of the damage is that we have found. We may have seen some minor damage on the exterior of the home, for, uh, for example, but when you start to peel off the vinyl siding, there could be some really extensive damage behind there, especially on a deck. That's probably one of the bigger issues that we see where decks are attached and corrected at home and not flashed properly. So that, that damage can be very, very widespread, and, and it takes a lot of extensive sort of, like I said, uh, in, uh, sort of uh, you know, surgery to basically remove a lot of mm. things to get to the, to, to the actual problem. But to answer your question, a lot of things have changed as far as technology. The inspection process kind of remains the same. I, I, I've always approached it from an educational standpoint. My goal was not to come in and terrorize a buyer um, and, and try to worry them. My, I, I always tell people that it's 80% education typically on a home inspection and the other 20%, you know, maybe we're finding some fault. And, and I come from, again, the restoration business, so I, I will tell customers that anything can be fixed. I mean, as long as you have the ambition, the time, the budget, anything can be fixed. So don't, don't give up on any, any particular property. Bill, I wanted to ask you a question. Why is this important to the process when someone's buying a home, if you're working with someone to do that? And, and how can it slow down uh, a, a situation? And why is it overall important? And how does it play a role in what you do? Well, my perspective is is I would rather deal with um, problems 
with regard to a property prior to closing. Because after closing, it's always hard to get all the parties back to solutions. Because everybody's moved on, and and, uh, and it's probably little, not as eager in some places. To and do in it. some cases, that's right. Uh, they 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 may not they may not be eager, and they're you know they're hey I never had that problem when I was there. You you, right. you know, so, so it, oftentimes I, I'll give you the perfect example, and this is goes back thirty years, Dave. Uh, I had a home inspector do an inspection on a property that uh, I was representing the buyer. And we happen to have the listing as well. And the home inspector said, you know, you got a hot water tank here. It's really, it's, it's reaching the end of its life. It's working, but it's more than likely uh, going to fail within, could be a year. It could be a day. Yeah, it that, could be five years, that, but it's going to be close. That happened to me when I bought my yeah. first house. And so I, you know, I was there for the the comments from the inspector. The inspector flagged it in the inspection as saying, you know, it's working, but you're going to be replacing it at some point. And uh, anyway, I checked in with the buyer uh, like 60 days later just to see how the house was coming along and whether they were doing the renovations. And he says, you're not going to believe it. The home, the the hot water tank blew. Uh, you know, you had water all over the floor. It was just an unfinished basement. But we knew we knew it was going to happen sooner or later, so we replaced right. it. In other words, it was that easy of a conversation as opposed to no inspection. Buyer moves in. Things could have easily gone the other way where the, the same hot water tank goes, but the buyer might say, you get that seller on the phone. They had to know something right. was wrong. It's a, it's a different mindset. And so home inspectors are there to point out the things that could happen but might not happen, right? And some they're in, they're operating within the intent of their design, but they're there to let them know, look, you've got a you've got some age here. I don't want to get too detailed, but the the, the point is from my perspective, they're there to let uh, to be in the, they're getting paid whether the sale goes through or not. The home inspector's there to do their job. And they're there to objectively look at things. And more often than not, I've seen Joe say you know what? Looks like a really good house here. You know, you got a few things to deal with, but you got to deal with. It. I've seen Joe also say this needs addressing, right? I can remember when we did a, something in Auburn where we had bats in the, you know, bats in the attic. Literally, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a uh, wasn't just a uh, what's the band I'm thinking of? Toys in the attic. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. So it was, it was this was bats in the attic and not toys in the attic, but. Uh, you know, Joe I've never said, been in a house with bats in the attic. Joe, I, know, I, I lived I in one. I know people who have I bats had in one. the attic. I had, uh, I had a house with <laughs> bats and squirrels. And, <laughs> you know, the and at the time when we, we it was during our ownership, the uh, the person from the, the, I think you recommended, came in and he said, you seem to be taking this all very well. I said, well, from my perspective, this helps me when, I, when we're doing a, a home sale and they find bats or they find uh, squirrels. At least I know I've dealt with it, and I can objectively tell somebody what I went through. When when you're doing this, Joe, are you doing? Is the buyer there, or is this something you just give them a report at the end of the day and say this is what it is? And do you and how does that process work? And what advice would you have for buyers who you work with, or well, the be- best way to make this thing work for them? Yeah. Well, recently, obviously, since since March and the advent of COVID, uh, things have changed. We're, we're some 
some buyers are reticent to, to actually, you know, accompany us or we're doing a lot of solo inspections. That's changed a little bit. People are starting to relax a little bit now. Um, but uh, let's say prior to that, I would say 95% of the time the buyers would accompany us. And, and I, I, almost, I almost encourage them we, when they call in on the phone. If, if they say they can't be there, we will try to work around it and, and try to reschedule it so that they can be there. We do a lot of work with teachers and doctors and so forth. And so that, you know their schedules are pretty tight. So maybe we'll do an inspection later in the day just so they can be there. And the reason for that is... And this ties back to a point I made earlier is that that I approach uh, inspections from more of an educational standpoint. Um, and so they will learn a lot about their particular home, especially if it's a brand new home. You're moving into a home maybe that has some of the more recent technology that you may not be familiar with. So builders are generally not really good about explaining every little thing. Perhaps they don't even know how a lot of these systems work and interact with each other. So a lot of it is educational. Um, we can explain, you know, care and feeding of the of the home, what you need to do from a maintenance standpoint, things like that. You know, we're not just there to point out negatives. In fact, I, mm-hmm. I make it a point to, like you said, Bill, I make it a point to highlight the positives of a home so that people feel good about what they're buying in some cases because a lot of people come into a home inspe- inspection, uh, a lot of buyers, and they, they have a sense of trepidation they're almost worried that that i or, or my son are, are, are gonna basically crush their dreams and, and right. that's not right i mean that's not what we're there for we're there mainly for educational purposes hopefully we don't find anything um you know dramatically wrong with a home that would you know really stop the sale in its tracks i mean it, it doesn't happen yes but very very infrequently most of the time uh the home the home inspection is more of an educational process so we strongly encourage buyers to be there people work Typically, um, you know, they work through those things. If there's a if there's a major issue in a home inspection, um, typically they get worked through uh, because the homeowner, if it's a big problem, the homeowner still has the issue, mm-hmm. whether they have the buyer or not. You know, like I've said to some clients, look, it's in your best interest to work through this with the buyer because they still want to buy the house. If they don't, we still have the problem, and we got to find a buyer that. Right. Once it fixed as well. Exactly. Right. And then you also have the added disclosure issue where, um, you know, word does get out where the, or the home was for sale and then it wasn't for sale. And the reasons for why the home didn't, uh, this home sale didn't go through are going to crop up and that can potentially scare the next set of buyers away. Well, in, in some cases, Joe, you hope the word gets out because if it doesn't get out, right? In other words, we had a home inspection issue, the sale fell apart, and the septic needed to be replaced, the roof needed to be replaced. They've done that. You hope that word gets out. But in some cases, and I tell clients this, there are some buyers that say that's been on the market for f- four months and things are selling in two weeks. Something's wrong with that house. And they don't do the investigative work to find out whether it's a good property. They just assume it's not. And and I tell seller clients all the time, let's work with the client that wants to buy the house and have some things fixed if we can. Because uh, and usually there's it's the art of compromise. And that's where a good real estate agent with a good home inspector all doing the work together to bring see ultimately what what has to happen here is the successful transfer of the property by two people that want it more than we do the buyer and the seller and so we're just there to artfully get them through the process and i was going to say if they don't fix the problem and they're even if disclosure doesn't get out there the next person who comes in to to buy is going to have their home inspector and the same thing is going to crop up mm-hmm. anyway so you got to fix it yep right. and, so. and 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 
to kind of avoid the mutual admiration society here, I know that, that, that Bill stresses the importance of a home inspector and a good home inspector, but also a good real estate agent. And I had a perfect example myself when I was renovating homes. I had a home for sale in Derry, New Hampshire, and we had a great buyer. We had a, what we, we felt we had a great product. It was an older Victorian home. And um, we we could not understand why the buyer walked. And we're talking to our realtor at the time. There was there was no indication of anything that was wrong. They didn't give us the proper feedback. So a month later, the home is still on the market. We run into the buyer in the grocery store, and we you know the subject obviously came up. And we said you know do you mind if we inquire as to why the the sale didn't go through because we didn't really get a lot of feedback. And she said to us, well my real big hang up was the windows. And I was worried about lead paint because the original windows on the home and I had a small child. And I said, well, we would have replaced all of those windows had you asked us to, do, you know, if, if we felt, if you felt that was a big enough problem for you, we have the capability and the resources to put all brand new vinyl windows in if that's what you want. So we say we salvaged the sale, but we had mm-hmm. to salvage the sale on our own. The realtor did not tell us that that was a problem because we, we wouldn't mm-hmm. been able to make that connection and we would have, the, the sale would have went through the first time. So it, it, this process all works with people being honest with each other and basically communicating. I mean, that, that's what keeps this market going. And, and that's where the relationship between real estate agents and home inspectors are important. But we also have to draw a fine line of integrity where you cannot be referred specifically. Um, you can be suggested by a real estate agent uh, that has worked with our company before and said, look, I've had good experiences with them. Here are a few uh, good home inspection companies that we work with, and, and that's where we go. You cannot be directly referred. Obviously, there's a fine line of, that we have to work with uh, with uh, real estate agents and home inspectors. We obviously can't be allied with each other as far as that goes, but we can work together in harmony, and, and as long as everybody's honest and communicates, and then things work really well here in this business. All right, we're just about out of time. Bill, any any things that we need to mention that we haven't? No, and maybe for another time, based on the time constraints. But I will tell you, uh, I mentioned to Joe before we sat down for for today's podcast. Uh, you know, we have a client that's going to be putting their home on the market, and uh, it's a big house, and uh, he wants to. He's, he's owned it for twenty five years. And he's like, you know, maybe there might be some things we need to do beforehand. Can we get a home inspector to do a pre-inspection? So um, maybe on another another right. time we could bifurcate this into a couple meetings. So uh, I would just say, you know, Joe at uh, Tri-State Home Inspections has done a great job for us over the years. And, uh, and we do directly um, recommend him. Uh, you know, my, my feeling about that is, is it is a fine line. However, if somebody says to me, who would you hire as a dentist? Uh, wouldn't it be weird if I said, well, I'm going to give you a list of three dentists and you pick one. I'm not going to tell you who mine is or who I'd <laughs> use. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I kind of, uh, I have my opinions about that, and we'll leave them there. But I just want to, want to again thank Joe for taking time out of his day today. His time is the only thing he has, and it, for him to sit down and be with us is is really appreciated. So, well, Joe, we'll uh, give you one piece. We'll give you the last word. Uh, do you have uh, Do you have a piece of advice for anyone who's about to enter this process? Um, I would say do your due diligence um, as far as entering into the home inspection phase of the purchase and sale agreement, and that is to really check. Uh, the experience level of your inspector. Make sure that they're fully licensed in the state of New Hampshire. 
Um, and th- I guess th- that would be my, my biggest piece of advice is just don't, don't just, uh, go on the internet and, and pick the first line that comes up on, on a Google search because that doesn't mean anything when it comes to this particular industry. Um, experience is everything and the number of inspections that an inspector has performed is key um, because there's a lot of things out there that these guys have not seen before and you, the last thing you want is to be the first inspection uh, for, for a, whole, a home inspector so just make sure to check, their, check their, uh, their, their work history I love that askinspectorjoe.com right. I mean That's because there's uh, resources there for questions so thank you again Joe okay thanks guys thanks for having me alright that'll do it for Good Deeds Real Estate with a Mission I'm Dave Long I forgot to mention that it's brought to you by the great folks at Fine Homes Group International Bill Weidecker and Diane Davidson thanks to Joe Griffin appreciate it and uh, maybe we'll have Joe back in uh, in the future. We will. All right. Thanks, All right. everybody. Thank See you. you next week. Okay. Thank you. Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission is presented by the Fine Homes Group International, serving clients in New Hampshire and the greater Boston area.